Now it's time for the Consumer Fight Back Show. And here's your host, the credit master himself. Hello again and welcome back to this episode of the Consumer Fight Back weekly podcast and 17 plus year old radio talk show. We're coming to you courtesy of First Stone Credit Counseling, that's FSCC, and the People's Credit Bureau, TPCB. Uh, FYI, believe it or not, the U.S. Treasury tells us that we at FSCC are one of the only two entities still approved in the U.S., to do this, in other words, legal credit repair and legal credit educator companies under Federal Consumer Protection Act, under the Federal Consumer Protection Act, known as CCPA of 1968, which is a series of eight consumer credit protection sublaws, and more specifically, the Credit Repair Organization Act known as CROA, C-R-O-A, of 1997 in the U.S. So if you want superior credit file repair or assistance, you have found us. Because the three to 500 illegals out there, they tell us, the government says, uh, can't do what we can do. In fact, they're not allowed to charge you up front. They can only charge you after they complete the project, and none of them do that. You can't stay in business. But anyway, uh, let me give you our phone number and our website and our email. The phone number is area code 972-235-1188. Once again, it's 972-235-1188. Our website is... First the word, stone the word.com. Firststone.com. And the email address, if you want to tell us to call you at a certain time, to set up a initial consultation, no charge, is FSCC in Pilot Talk, that's Foxtrot Sierra Charlie Charlie at firststone.com. FSCC at FirstStone.com. With me again today is JD, a lady with opinions, also the shadow number two. Say hello, JD. Well, hello to our listeners. The Consumer Fight Back podcast is a version, or it's actually a modern version, of First Stone Credit Counseling's 18 plus years on talk radio. And with 35 plus years experience educating and freeing consumers from economic bondage. Okay, I want to say that again because it was 35 plus years of experience where we have been educating and freeing consumers from economic bondage. We want you to know that we're nationwide and that we have headquarters near a suburb of Dallas, Texas, called Plano. And we continue to conduct credit repair and credit education work and processes because it is good for America. Now, we have topics today, and Mr. D is going to pretty much take over the show. 
because he's going to be telling you about collectors and two actual situations uh, that we have here and, and give you some really important information. And so one of the things I want you to be really alert about is he's going to talk about 30-day letters, too. So, Mr. D., it's all yours. Okay. We get a lot of questions about <clears throat> how can you legally do this against uh, those powerful so-called credit bureaus and those law firms that represent them and those big entities and all their money. Well, there are laws, as I explained on the opener, called the Consumer Credit Protection Act, which was uh, enacted uh, May of uh, 1968 and was initiated by a senator from Wisconsin, who's no longer with us, Proxmire. And he was a conservative uh, Democrat that wanted to protect the public from all the trouble that was going on with people borrowing money on credit card type things and uh, installment accounts. <clears throat> and the public has a lot of rights, and particularly because these are federal laws that more or less trump, if you will, the state laws. So there are eight of them. One of them regulates so-called credit bureaus. Why do I say so-called? Well, the government called them consumer reporting agencies. Two of them regulate collectors. Yes. And somebody say, why two? I said, well, they're so evil. You need two. Anyway, and one of them regulates credit repair, which is getting you out of credit trouble if you have trouble. Can it be done? Why, of course. But it's very difficult to learn how to do it. There's no schools to teach you. They tell you, if you're going to use credit, don't get in trouble. Pay them on time. Pay them early. And that's good advice. Well, we're going to tell you about a couple of situations that have happened here recently. And one is with a family here in the United States that lives on the West Coast. The, they are in the business of doing remodeling or were for very wealthy type people. Made a lot of money. And they used credit cards. And he was also a one of these world-class bicycle championship riders that experienced an accident. Yes. And he hit his head, and they tell us he's never going to be quite right again. The company had run up a 70-some thousand dollar bill with a big credit card company. It's now up to 88000 because of penalties and interest. And uh, he is no better. They have sicked to one of the toughest collection agencies in America on them. We've been handling the case for about a year and a half. So far, the credit card company has not gotten any money. 
we have protected the family and uh, we have explained to the company that you are not going to probably ever get any money <clears throat> because they're not able to do the work. I'm sorry. Uh, they don't have the money because of all the trouble. Now, one of the first reasons that we can halt this is a thing that's called a 30-day letter. Now, if you ever have a credit situation like this where a pandemic or something causes trouble or you were in an accident, got sick, whatever, and a collector shows up, they have to send you a 30-day, what's known federally as a 30-day letter. In other words, you have 30 days to respond and you can tell them things like, I don't know it, I don't want to deal with you, and they better run away. Or you have the federal government on your side if you want to sue them. And that would uh, cut into, if not remove, what you owe. This company failed to send a 30-day letter and if you're going to send a 30-day letter, you have to prove that it was sent and received. None of the collectors ever do that. Why is that? Well, it's somewhat of a long story. But briefly, uh, only about 20% of the monies in these things is collected. Yes. Some people take bankruptcy, for example. And uh, some people just disappear. But they have to have proof that they sent you a letter and so forth. They did not do that in this particular case. They started harassing the wife. So anyway, uh, it has now gone from the nice part of the collection agency uh, to the charge-off part. Uh, if you've never heard the word charge-off, what it means is that the account has now been charged off to profit and loss. So it's going to be taken off on taxes and the, the general public will share in paying whatever they can get because it's a write-off. So, Anyway, the uh, lady who hired us is happy that she hasn't had to pay anything. Uh, she's had to pay our nonprofit with a 501c3 uh, certification, which is the maximum the IRS allows for a write-off. That's the top of the pile which uh, First Stone Credit Counseling has, and is very happy to keep them off their back. And she has plenty of trouble because the husband is alive, but not all there, so to speak. So this is an example of some of the things that can be done, okay? But you have to be approved by the United States Treasury, under that Consumer Credit Protection Act, 
and specifically the sub-law called CROA, the Credit Repair Organization Act, and that enacted April 1st of 1997. Yes. Uh, any Comments or questions well, on that, J.D.? Mr. D., I would like for you to go back and explain something a little bit further or more specifically, mm -hmm. like the profit and loss, okay? Who gets to take it off of their taxes? The and, credit card company. And how advantageous is that for them? Well, it's better than a total loss. But it does, uh, it is an advantage for them, okay, <clears throat> because... Even if you settle it and you pay what you are through the settlement, they have already taken it off on their profit and loss, so that's an advantage. But then they're still getting some money from you, right? Well, if they got some money, they would have to deduct that. <clears throat> but as you could see with my original comment, it started out at the 70000 mark, and it was, first of all, uh, failed to make the payments and now I was told uh, this week by the uh, lady, the wife that they get a bill every month uh, still and it is up to $88,000 also the guy that called the who has taken it over it's a different collector same company this guy happens to be in India rather than in the United States. And it has been charged off, which means, uh, that term means it's charged off on your taxes to your profit and loss statement. So it's not gonna be a complete loss for them. The taxpayers will, you know, make up the difference. Okay. Does that explain it? All right. So before we go to the next situation, let's give out our phone numbers. Okay. Area code 972-235-1188. And our website is firststone.com. Our email address is fscc first at firststone.com. So that's F is in Frank, S is in Sam, C is in Charlie, C is in Charlie at first spelled out stone spelled out dot com uh, we also get a lot of uh, firestone ffcc at firestone.com yes we're not <laughs> so firestone <laughs> we actually hear from uh, people that from firestone that we sell a lot of tires accidentally okay. <laughs> is okay. there anything strange in the world today huh okay, okay. that'll All help right. explain it so, uh, yes, we are not Firestone. We are First Stone, which actually comes from the uh, biblical Gospel of John, 8th chapter 1 to 11. We'll explain it if you want to go read about the First Stone, which we own. We also understand that there are uh, 113, at last count, violators of our copyrights and patents and trademarks. Yes. So one of these days, we're going to need to go do something about that. Anyhow, uh, the second situation <clears throat> that came up this week that you might want to know about is a lady <clears throat> who got sick and has MS, um, is that multiple sclerosis, 
And her husband decided he didn't like her anymore. So he decided to get rid of her. Not very nice. And left her with uh, debts and no money to pay it. Anyway, uh, this is a another credit card situation, much smaller, different company. And uh, they would like to have their money, though. And they don't care that she has got multiple sclerosis. And without a job. Doesn't have a job. Can't work. And that the ex-husband has now divorced her. Uh, remarried and ran up a few bills on her before he left. Uh, anyway, uh, we have been watching over the situation for a while and we have managed to hold off several of the situations for various reasons and what we noticed is that in this case, the collection agency is a law firm. And it's a law firm in Texas in this case. Uh, the other situation involves some people on the West Coast because we have an authority from the Treasury to do business anywhere in the country or in the world, actually. Okay. So they got mad, really mad, the collectors, and the creditor said, sue this woman. So they have gone into the Justice of the Peace Court in Texas. Texas has a good one. And uh, it has now a $20,000 limit. It changed uh September 1st of uh, 2000. So it wasn't very long ago. And the amount of money owed is less than $2,000. But these people are adamant about trying to collect it. Uh, we have talked to them. We're going to talk to them one more time. The lady, we had her answer the lawsuit, and so she did not default, and there is a certain amount of time to do that. Uh, I can't remember offhand if it's 10 days or two weeks, but it's one or the other, and uh, I don't think it includes weekends. But anyway... So she answered it. Now it has been set for trial in a couple of months. Uh, it's going to involve quite a long drive for the collector lawyers. And even if they win the lawsuit, uh, they're not probably going to be able to collect anything. In fact, she could take bankruptcy, but that costs money. She just doesn't have any money. It's one of those really sad situations. But uh, we will be there, if we have to, to testify. She also has a right, because there was no 30-day letter, to file a counterclaim for violation of the rules. 
And because we are one of maybe a half a dozen, we're certainly the number one experts to testify in a courtroom on a credit matter in the United States. And that goes back several years to when we originally got in this business. And there was a big law firm where we did some very unusual lawsuits and things where three federal judges decided to write opinions over my testimony about this credit knowledge. So you see, if you have a problem, you have a right to have a second chance to fight back, to get out of the situation. Now, later on, <clears throat> when this thing either settles or the trial's over, we will be giving you a report. But in the meantime, uh, yes, the lady has problems, but the other side violated the rules. The big problem is if you're not a U.S. Treasury approved credit repair organization under the Consumer Credit Protection Act and the sublaw, then you don't have uh proper rights to go to court. Yes, because the other side knows who is. There are only two. And the other one was started in 1971 by the so-called credit bureaus, but was found out to be a collection agency. In other words, if the uh, individual company bought the credit reports, they could hire this nonprofit ent collection entity to help collect any monies that were owed to them. Yes. Uh, what do you think, J.D.? Well, I want to say a little bit more about the 30-day letter, because when you uh, are in a collection situation, you're getting correspondence, okay, from the collectors, and the 30-day letter looks just like some of the other correspondence that you may have received. But in the body of the letter, it will say, this is a 30-day letter. And if you do not respond to this letter, okay, then we will assume that you owe the debt. So it's very critical that you read the correspondence when you receive it. And this is where we will, can help you a lot when you get into situations like this, because we do the responding back for you, okay? So that is just something that, uh, that I said is so critical about these 30-day letters, because you cannot lay them aside, because you have a, it's, it's time sensitive. You have so much time to respond back to the letter. 30 days. That's why it's called a 30-day letter. But none of them ever send them out certified, because... Only about 20% of them, <clears throat> excuse me, end up uh, where they should. And, uh, of course, sending certifieds is not as cheap as putting a stamp on it and hoping you got it because the public doesn't realize this. They don't educate you on this when you make loans or other things. In fact, uh, a lot of the illegal uh Credit repair clinics don't have a clue. So, but this is a very, very important 
uh, situation, subject, that you have a case that might help get you out of trouble. Doesn't mean you shouldn't pay your bills. In fact, what we've noticed over the 35 years we've been around this is that most people will pay their bills unless something happens. Now, one of the things you can do is go to the website. It's being upgraded, and there's going to be a new report on there on how to keep good credit. So you're going to want to read that. It tells you quite a few things. It even tells you about something that we're putting back into the situation. Uh, also, let me tell you that a few months ago when the United States Treasury called and said, happy to see you're still around, uh, with the pandemic, there are an incredible amount of people that need what you do. And yes, you are the little guys, but you do the best job. And the reason is that we are not beholden to the so-called credit bureaus, we're here to help the consumer. We are consumers advocates. Right, J.D.? That is correct. And we also want you to know that we are nationwide, even though we have a 972 area code and not an 800 number, we are still nationwide and we have clients all over the United States. And this credit restoration and credit repair work can be done totally by mail, by using the fax machine, using the regular mail, using the email, using scanning. You know, you're welcome to come to our office. We're located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we would be glad to have you come in and meet with us, and that would be perfect. But if you can't, if you're located too far away, okay, we can do this by mail, and we call you a by mail client. So that works really well. We've been doing this for years this way. So I just want you to know that we are nationwide, and if you're up there in the eastern part of the United States or in the western part or wherever, we can help you. We actually talk to you by phone. We can email you. We don't text. There's a reason for that. Uh, it's been explained in the past, but uh, we need to make sure that we can tell that you understand what we told you because if you don't and you make a mistake it can blow the whole deal if we were to make a mistake it might make us look bad but it's not a killer okay so doesn't matter what the situation is if something happened to cause you trouble and i'll tell you about one of the main items in a minute you actually have rights, and you're entitled to a second chance. Uh, and you can stay with the People's Credit Bureau. When you join First Stone, you get a free membership while you're there to the People's Credit Bureau, which is a guardian service that connects you up with some other things that will help you have a better life, like maybe a retirement like an auto, like some insurance, and somebody that knows what's going on to watch over you. Very important, and so forth and so on. Okay? Okay. If we have time, I'd like to just talk about a situation that actually happened to me. Okay? 
This is in regards to paying the credit card and late payments and things of that nature. Okay, I mailed a payment to Missouri to the credit card company on February the 24th. They received it on March the 1st, but it got laid aside. Okay, so when I got my bill, I had a late payment on my bill, but it also said it had been reversed. So I called, I said, I wanna know what's going on here. Okay, so come to find out that even though they received it on the 1st, it was not due until the 5th, okay? It got laid aside, okay? And somehow or the other, uh, when the 5th rolled around, my payment was not found, okay? And so they put a late payment on it. And then... A late charge. Or late charge, I should say, okay? And then they found it, okay? And then they reversed it, okay? So it's important to open your mail and your bills and everything as soon as you get them in case you get a situation like I did. And I immediately called and I said, so you're telling me that it takes, I mean, I, I counted the days. That's eight days from Plano, Texas to Missouri. How far is that? Oh, that's, well, it's not that far. Okay. 400 <laughs> miles? Mail-wise, Okay. <laughs> And so that are they using are they back in the COVID to Pony Express? Well, as a matter of are fact, they using real ponies? The response back was, well, we have been really experiencing a lot of slow mail lately. Okay, that was the excuse. So I don't think that's really the I think it got covered up under something and they found it. So anyway, so you want to be well aware of what's going on with your statements so don't just don't lay them aside open them up when you get them in fact I date them on the outside of the envelope when I received it in case there's ever a question of coming up about certain situations so just be credit card aware it's good to double date them once is when you received it the day you received it and the day it's due and what we uh, tell people here that you'll see on the website at first the word stone the word dot com is pay them eight days early because the mail in covid with all the people sending things by mail now uh, the post office says uh, things get lost they take longer also you'll notice with jd's conversation there that the credit card company didn't take the blame. They blamed her for their mistake. And you don't have to put up with that. Uh, when I talked to them about it, they said, well, at least we didn't put it on your credit. And I said, that would have been pretty bad, wouldn't it? Yes, because you can't put something on a credit report with one of those so-called credit bureaus legally unless it's over 30 days late and uh, so if they'd put it on under that that damages you and you could go get one of these lawyers that likes to defend reputations and if you have one like uh, JD does with first stone you might get a whole lot of what they don't want to give away, and that's what? Money? 
Yes. So, anyhow, uh, anything else, J.D.? Well, I just want to tell our listeners, if anything that we've discussed today has prompted you to wonder about a credit issue you have, give us a call and let's talk about it. Or email us, okay, at fscc at firststone.com. And you better hurry because our SEO wizard says the whole country is going to find out about us pretty soon. And uh, 190 million people could use it. The Treasury thinks. Shadow, any comments? Not today, thank you. Okay. Well, as you know, there's a lot of trouble out there. Be careful. Go to the website, call us, email us, and uh, if you've got a problem, you better get to the head of the line. Once again, it's 972 area code 235-1188, We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.